Hello. How's it going? So, maybe some of you coming on to this podcast might realize that this podcast hasn't produced much content. I mean, the guy was out in like 2019 and just kind of went AWOL and then came back out. Well, I'll be honest with you, that's a kind of a long journey and uh, quite an interesting story. So if you stick around, you're going to hear about some of those things. Um, my life has completely changed drastically from the time that I was making the past previous podcast to now. Um, and a lot has changed, a lot has happened. So I feel like I'll have quite a bit to talk about on this podcast. So again, this is 90s Guy Babble um, with Vadim. I'm your host, if you can call it that, speaking into a phone. You can call me a host. Anyways, I wanted to kind of really quickly uh, go through just two of the movies that I watched recently. And again, this is a Christian-based podcast, so if you're not crazy about Christianity, like most people right now in the world aren't, well, it sucks for you, because uh, you're probably going to go to hell. So, you know, chew on that for a second. So hopefully you'll listen in and, you know, have an open mind and maybe try to receive some truth. If not, I feel sorry for you. That sucks. You know, I know how it is out there. Nobody wants to hear truth anymore. But I wanted to talk to you guys about two movies that I watched and the major contrast between these two movies and you know i'm kind of a movie buff i've always loved watching movies i've always admired movies i've always admired film i've always kind of seen myself as, as a you know kind of a goofy rubber face actorish kind of person as a kid i loved making faces i loved goofing off i loved making sound effects i mean people tell me that all the time you know hey you're always making sound effects and stuff you know like jeez that was cringy but yeah, so I'm always making sound effects, always kind of goofing off with people. And that's been my big passion of mine was movies. And I think for most Americans, you know, obviously now in the late, you know, I mean, in 2023 or 2024 or whatever, you know, film and movies and, and entertainment in general is just a, a good way to escape, escape from reality. And, you know, I hate to say this, but I think possibly as a child, or most of us as children, that's also what we did. Our lives weren't the greatest, not the most exciting, and television and film were ways for us to escape. So I'm not saying that I'm a professional at judging movies or anything like that crazy, but I'm just saying that Look, I've loved movies for a long time. You know, I love watching a lot of movies. Um, and also having a Christian perspective now in my older years, or older, I'm 28, so I'm not really old. But I guess my point is, is as I'm maturing and as I'm getting older, my perspective is changing. And some of the things I seen when I was younger, I see them in a completely different light now that I'm older. Um... But two of the movies that I wanted to discuss were, the first one was one that just came out not too long ago, and it was an Amazon Prime 
um, exclusive type movie. It came out in, I don't know if it came out in theaters or if Amazon Prime just had a, um, they call it Prime Premiere, where Amazon Prime will pay for you to go watch their movie. They paid for the ticket, they paid for the soda and popcorn, which was, I mean, really awesome. You know, honestly, now with corporations and how money hungry they are, it's it's actually quite refreshing to have a corporation that actually, you know, fully services you to go out and watch a movie, you know, no, no finances involved other than having a Amazon Prime membership. Um, but I went to watch a movie called Candy Cane Lane. Now, this is a movie that Eddie Murphy has come out with. And if any of you guys know Eddie Murphy and you know any of his previous stuff, he's used to be a comedian. And, you know, he still is, I guess, somewhat of a comedy type film creator. But he's known for, you know, family films like Dr. Doolittle and then um, more adult films like Welcome to America. And he's you no know, he's pretty funny i think he's an acquired taste i think he's something that most people don't just jump into i think people need to either have been growing up with Eddie murphy or they're not going to like him or they you know will build a relationship with Eddie murphy in a sense of liking him or not um but going back to the movie one thing I did want to mention was that from a Christian perspective, I was actually shocked how blatant the the blasphemy was in the movie. And I know you're probably like, hey, Vadim, what are you talking about? What blasphemy? What are you talking about? But I'll be honest with you, and this is not a joke, but in the movie, there's a scene where... Eddie Murphy is, and I'm not going to ruin the movie for anybody that wants to watch it, but in, there's a scene where Eddie Murphy is um, talking to this sort of like a witch elf type person. It's the um, antagonist in this movie, and he's talking to her, and she's trying to figure out, like, what is his meaning of Christmas? And he kind of goes down this whole spiel of what Christmas is all about, and what the meaning of Christmas should be, and he kind of gives the generic, you know, care for your family, loved ones, da-da-da, rundown, and it seems like the answer wasn't good enough, and so the the lady's kind of like, like, you know, hesitant, and he's like, now, did you mean the religious meaning behind Christmas, or like the religious version, and she goes, Jesus Christ, no. And that was one of, like, the more bigger bam-in-your-face, like, joke jokes. Everything up to that point had been kind of very, like, I don't want to call it passive-aggressive, but just very passive types of joking. Um, But this joke was supposed to be this, like, bam-in-your-face, like, joke. And the thing that I can't wrap my mind around, honestly, is why they would put that in a in a Christian culture, Christian nation, I'm Ukrainian, so I came here as an immigrant. But what one thing I do know is that America was always supposed to be the the Christian, you know, nation. And so in a Christian nation, what I can't figure out is why is Jesus and why is God so heavily blasphemed and so mocked? 
you know, if you went to a, um, a, a Muslim nation and you tried to do that, I mean, I think a man did and, and Hillary Clinton even condemned him for it because he made some comics that were making fun of, I think it was either Allah or Muhammad and he, he was in prison for that. And so what I don't understand is how are we in a Christian nation allowing for the media to just completely mock who we believe to be the one and true God, who we believe to be our Savior, our Messiah, who we truly believe to be the Savior of the world, who has died for us, been crucified for us, and now we're going right back to that time in in, in Jerusalem when, or, you know, um, in Nazareth and then in, in Jerusalem whenever they mocked him and, and scourged him and spit on him and laughed at him you know that's exactly the, what we're going back to that now and so I don't understand why we put up with this in America why we put up with, with mockery of our Lord and Savior unless unless we've been lying and he never really was our Lord and Savior and the statistics about 60% of um I think it was 60% of uh, Americans are Christian or, or something like that. I can't remember the exact statistic. I don't have it in front of me, but it was a very high number. And it shocks me that we're, we have such high numbers of so, so-called Christianity in America. But yet most of our film, most of our movies mock God, mock Christ himself. So it, it makes no sense to me. And, you know, you look at Christian films, like there was a movie that came out um Things called Big George Foreman, um, and then the movie I'm about to talk about, Journey to Bethlehem. It's a shame that these movies that actually have substance behind them, you know, have have like someone being redeemed and someone's life changing for the good, and 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 like a purpose to the movie, and and somebody actually growing and becoming a better human being. Not not you know. Not in a superhero way, obviously, where they get a cape or get some kind of, you know, spider bite and they turn into some kind of powerful person. No, no. Like, the god of the universe helps this person because they finally have come to their wit's end and realize that they need help and their life turns around for the better. And we see this time and time again in real life, yet people turn a blind to it all the time. You know, if you go to a rehab center, most rehab centers will tell you that the only reason AA works is because it gives people a sense of depending on a higher power. And they say that th- that happens to be one of the only ways that people are able to get out of alcohol and drug addictions. That's the best running solution for alcohol and drug addictions. Alcoholism is uncurable by medical science today, but yet medical science will tell you that one of the best ways to help alcoholics is to have some form of dependency on a so-called higher power obviously for secular humanists they'll say well that's just a crutch and you're just not living in reality and so on and so forth but as christians we know that it's not a crutch it's the truth but my point again going back is you look at christianity today in america and you look at the films that supposedly are are nation is producing and these films are you know good films in a sense of entertainment 
but just complete trash in a sense of, you know, what is the point? What are they trying to show us? What are they trying to teach us? It's all about listening to your heart. It's all about following what you want. It's all about doing what you want. It's all about, you know, not letting people keep you down, you know, not letting people hold you down in a sense of like your parents and this and that, just kind of disobeying everyone, doing what you need to do because eventually it's all going to work out for the better. Anyways, I know that I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but bear with me. So going back to going back to the topic at hand, I watched also another movie called Journey to Bethlehem. Now, Journey to Bethlehem, yes, obviously it's a nativity type of, you know, movie, Jesus, manger, getting born, um, you know, the three wise men, that whole thing that we've, you know, watched or maybe even heard so many times. And yet the way this movie was done, and, and mind you, this is a musical. This is the first time in my life that I've ever went to watch a musical. But the way that this movie was done was absolutely phenomenal absolutely phenomenal the music was insanely good i'm still singing songs and the thing is this the songs aren't necessarily jesus music you know more than i think more than half of the songs didn't have nothing to do with faith in in, in a sense at all it was more of songs about conflicts internally and trying to trying to work out some of those conflicts but the way the movie was done brought a sense of of hope brought a sense of growing brought a sense of of reaching your hand out towards something greater than yourself and 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 grabbing onto that and rising up out of this muck and and filth and stereotypes and everything else that you're living in and it just did such a beautiful job of portraying Mary as who Mary probably was, just this young woman who didn't know what was going on with her. And, you know, it, it portrayed the relationship that her and Joseph had in a very interesting way, you know, and it showed how hard it would have been for Joseph to have to accept a woman who supposedly was pregnant. And, you know, he didn't know how, so everything in his head says, well, women only get pregnant one way. And yet, because he got a dream to still follow his dream and follow what God was showing him and to still marry her in the end. And to do all that in a musical form that actually works and actually makes sense and actually feels good is just amazing. But yet, the interesting thing about that movie is um, one one of the singers from King and Country... I can't remember his first name, but his last name is Smallbone, was in the movie. And I saw a clip, I think it was on YouTube, where he's at a concert and he kind of turns to the camera and he goes, hey, you guys, go watch this movie um, because if you don't watch it or if we don't get enough watches, it's not going to stay in theaters. And, you know, that's the sad part of it is that that movie, was, they paid about $6 million to make that movie and it only came out to like $6.5 million. Um, in in ticket sales and so on and so forth and so nobody's going out to see these movies but the problem isn't so much that nobody's going out to see them the problem is that these movies don't have advertising nobody will advertise these movies with a 10-foot pole and that goes back to my third point that in a christian nation somehow we have so lost our identity that even the name 
of Jesus in such a simple phrase like Merry Christmas because it says Christ Mass because Christ is in the name Christmas people are so triggered and so God-hating that that has to be removed so my, my friend was telling me that he has a teacher friend and she would get gifts for her children in the class and that you know she would get them Christmas pajamas and she had to make sure that all of the Christmas pajamas were appropriate and when I say that what I mean is none of them could actually say Christmas they could have they could have uh, uh, snowmen they could have reindeer they could have fat old Santa Claus they could have all this other BS but not have Christmas because that's too close to Christ I mean, I mean, think about that for a second. Even if you're listening to this and you're cringing the whole time and you're getting upset because you're like, ugh, this Christian's so disgusting and all this other stuff. Think about that for a second. Why is it that in a Christian nation, because you would never have this, you would never have this in a Muslim nation. Why is it that in a Christian nation, we are so self-hating that we don't even want the name of Christ in such a simple word as Christ, Christ mass christmas i mean it's it's stemming from somewhere why do we hate christ that much why does our society hate christ that much why do our movies hate christ that much why is christianity a laughing stock in film and in every other it shows shows make fun of preachers and priests like you wouldn't even believe now look i understand that the catholic church has obviously done many many horrendous atrocious things i'm not condoning the catholic church and i'm not condoning religion jesus had nothing to do with religion and if you look at jesus's teachings you'll see that he was very anti-religion because when the pharisees got upset at him because he was trying to heal someone's hand on the sabbath and if you think about it that rule do not work on the sabbath was his rule God the Father created that rule and put that rule in place for the Jews. And yet, here he is, Christ himself, about to heal someone on the Sabbath and cause their hand to untribble. The Bible says that he had a shriveled hand and that he was going to cause his hand to untribble. And the Pharisees got so angry at him because he worked on the Sabbath. Because he worked on a day that they didn't want him to work on. Think about that. So we're not talking about Catholicism. We're not talking about religion here. We're talking about Christ himself is being beat down, is being crucified once again in our Christian supposedly nation. What, where have we fallen so badly? What, what, what are we doing in our nation that the, the people of this world are once again telling us, hey, you know when you guys came here for religious freedom from the church because you wanted to praise Jesus, because you wanted to pray to God without having to pay all those stupid taxes and do all those silly rituals and stuff? Yeah, remember how you wanted to be able to praise Jesus how you wanted to? Yeah, well, that's all going to stop here. Separation of church and state, for anybody who doesn't understand, was a separation saying that the state was not going to have one unified church because the, the, the individual, or sorry, not the state, but the, but the country as a whole was not going to have a unified church because the states individually had their own things that they were doing. 
And the separation was also that the government was going, not going to infringe on the church. And everyone thinks, oh, separation of church and state is, is, you know, hey, get the church out of the state. No, 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 no. You don't understand. If we get the church out of the state, and when I say church, I'm not talking about the Catholic Church. I'm talking about Christ and his teachings and the Ten Commandments, the basics. You don't have to get any deeper than that. It could just be the basics, Christ's teaching and the Ten Commandments. When you take Christianity and the things that Jesus died for and the Ten Commandments, the rights and wrongs of God out of a society, out of a Christian society, a society that was built on Christianity, and that's what it was supposed to stand for. But what else do you have? Are we going to replace it with something? Do we have something to replace it with? Okay, what is it going to be? Is it going to be Islam? Well, I'll tell you this. If you're an atheist, you're not going to like that very much. Maybe it's Buddhism. Well, I'll tell you this. If you're poor, you're not going to like that very much. Because the Buddhists believe that however you were born, if you're poor, it's because you did something wrong in a past life. Or that might be Hinduism. Actually, that might be Hinduism. But the point still goes that any any other culture you look at, any other religion you look at, who are we going to replace Christianity with here in America? Is it going to be no Christianity, no Buddhism, no religion at all? It'll just be secular humanism? Just everyone for themselves, survival of the fittest? Let's go back to that. No, we're not going to do that. Or is it just going to be this utopian type of humanism where we just don't bring up God at all and we just live, you know, for pleasure and for these other things? Well, we see what that does. People get depressed. People people need something to worship. That's what people don't understand. You can call it weak-minded. You can call it, you know, herd mentality or you can call it whatever you want. But the point goes back to the fact that we are created beings who have been created by a God. And it is in us as created beings to worship something so what are we worshiping in america today i'd have to argue it's pleasure the pleasure of self the self-pleasure of america has gone so rampant so vile and disgusting look at tiktok today look at some of the disgusting garbage and trash and filth that american children who used to have great-great-great-grandparents who would go to church every Sunday, or even grandparents who used to go to church every Sunday, or even grandparents who still do go to church every Sunday. And they're going out on TikTok, or they're going out on other social media platforms, and they're putting out some of the most vile filth that you can ever see in your life. And not even that. Some of the basest things, of the most disgusting things that are happening in our nation right now. In the name of freedom. In the name of, of inclusivity. In the name of everybody should be able to do what they think is right. What did the Bible say about that? What happened? Let's, let's look at history. What happened to all the other nations that did that? Look at Rome. Look at every other nation that said, hey, just do what's right in your own eyes. What happened? They were stomped into the mud. They fell down hard. And most of the times, it was because another nation came and destroyed them. And you can see that as whatever you want, but I believe it's God's judgment on a nation. When a nation stoops 
away from God or even goes into such debased things and filth to eventually that God can't even turn his face from it anymore because it is such a stench to him that he has to stand up in judgment against that nation. That's a scary time for a nation. Now, I didn't get on here just to say a bunch of scary stuff and to say, you know, oh my goodness, God's going to judge America and all these other things. But one thing I did get on here to say is we have to look at what's going on in our media, especially if you have kids. If you're watching them, if you're letting them watch things, if you're watching with them, you know, talk about things. Don't be scared to mention things. Don't be scared to tell your wife things. Don't be scared to, to open your mouth about some of these things that you're noticing in America. You know, if you're around, you know, some employees or coworkers at work and people are saying things about religion and this and that, you don't have to defend religion. But stand up for the truths that you know are true. Stand up for true Christianity. Stand up for who Christ really stood for, what he really stood for, what he really meant. When he said, hey, you know, let's help a guy who asks for a cloak. You give him your tunic also. Hey, when somebody asks you to go a mile, you go too. You know, those are the kinds of teachings. What did he do before he was supposed to die? He got on his knees and he washed his apostles, his his his, you know, little buddies that were following him around. Those those guys that he could have gotten mad so many times at them for failing him. But instead, yet, even though he was the king of kings and the lord of lords, the, the creator of the universe, he got down on his knees and he washed their feet as a symbol that, hey, to be a true man of power, to be a true king, means you're so confident in your identity that you're willing to step down and help those underneath you. But yet sometimes it seems like all we're trying to do is pass up the next driver in front of us and cut him off because we need to get to work quicker. Walk a little quicker because we got to get to that self-checkout line a little faster so that other person doesn't get there. You know, we got to prove our points on social media because we got to let people know how smart we are. Everything in America today is, is just a corrupt version of me, me, me. And if you think about it, whose nature is that more like? Christ or Satan? Who, who was more centered on me, me, me? Was it Jesus? Was it the devil himself? You know, and it's a shame that here in America, we started off as a Christian nation. Now, I'm not going to get into all the occult things. And, and obviously, there, America has its own deep, dark paths and its own sins that it's going to pay for. But generally speaking, a lot of the people that came here came here for religious freedom. And that's what this nation was primarily built on. That's why we have so many churches. That's why we have so many people who, who you know, used to go to church, at least used to in the last, you know, hundred years why have we fallen so so far and the only thing I can say is each one of us individually needs to try to start making a stand to stand up start reading your Bible start praying pray a little more often pray while you're driving pray pray while you're working in your head Read the Bible any second, any chance you get. If you sit down on the toilet, and I know this sounds goofy to say this, but if you sit down on the toilet, open up your Bible app. 
instead of scrolling to TikTok, instead of instead of going on YouTube, instead of you know listening to some some garbage that you've listened to a million other times, some more drama. It's never gonna end. Trust me, it's never gonna stop. The entertainment will keep flooding in and in and in. Let's try to just take a minute and get back down to the basics. If we are true Christians, what do we believe in? Why do we believe in that? And if we don't believe, and if we don't know what we believe in anymore, then again, open your Bible and ask God. That's all He wants from us. He just wants us to have a sincere heart, an open heart to Him. And if we come to Him with an open heart, that's all He asks, and He will give us what we seek because it is according to His will. He wants you to have an open heart. So if you have an open heart, you know what? You've already got that promise. God Himself has promised you that He will help you, and He will guide you, and He will work with you because your heart is open to Him. Those who seek Me shall find Me. When I knock, answer. Thank you for listening.